The transfer portal is officially open today. Miami Hurricanes fans, get your popcorn ready. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making this episode of Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts. We're available free on YouTube, and we are streaming live on YouTube. I told you guys, transfer portal season, recruiting season in December. We're going live as much as we possibly can. So if you're watching us at 9.05 a.m. here on Monday, you are watching live. Make sure you hit that like button if you're here with us on YouTube, and make sure you participate in the live chat as well because I know people are already firing away fast and furious. And on this live Monday, we got to bring in our recruiting guru, our recruiting overlord, Brian Smith, my colleague at allhurricanes.com, recruiting expert on the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian, are you ready to not sleep very much for the next three weeks or so? What do you mean just three weeks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I mean, you have a normal life. You have a wife and a kid. I'm a recruiting guy. I don't even have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's not how my life works. So anyway, I, I always have this and no, it's not from Jiffy Lube. Um, so I have coffee to keep me alive and uh, recruiting never stops. So let's go. And reminding people how recruiting never stops. Every time Brian joins us, he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. So you and I both had the same thought uh, this morning when we saw that Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord has entered the transfer portal. Now, my thought was not, I want him at Miami, because I don't particularly want him at Miami. But my thought is, how are the dominoes going to fall, Brian? Because Ohio State, they're losing their starting quarterback, Kyle McCord. Uh, This tells me OSU, I believe, is going to go all in on Cam Ward, the same way I think Miami is going all in on Ward. Florida State will probably go all in on Ward. So this adds another competitor to Miami for the top quarterback prize. I've heard a lot of schools with him. Auburn really wants him, and Auburn has a very big NIL collective. Oregon wants him. They have Phil Knight. They don't need a collective. No, they don't. That is the ultimate booster. That's why I buy Adidas. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I, that's look if they, if Oregon wanted to, it would never lose a game because they could get filled. Just to, I mean, there would be no limit to their nil. He's worth billions, but luckily he doesn't do that. But anyway, I've heard a numerous schools on him, but like somebody reported, there were ten plus SEC schools, which I think is a little rough because they got some returning starters. I don't think the math works there, but no. even if it's five for a guy from the Pacific Northwest, what does that tell you? So the the key here, though, is your point. Ohio State has always been a build from within kind of deal. Now, I mean, unless the kid just got mad and just upped and jumped in the portal, and I'm not saying that's not possible, but Ryan Day is pretty calculated. Something tells me they told him, look, we're going to look in the portal at least. And it probably ticked him and or his dad off. I've heard the dad's that guy. But still, okay. 
Ohio State is, let's be honest, if you're a quarterback, that name matters. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can say whatever we want. And a lot of Miami fans loathe Ohio State. That program has more cash with quarterback than anybody else right now. It's not even close. So they're going to be a player for whichever, inst- you know, maybe it's Will Howard they want. I don't know. But I would imagine it's Cam Ward. So there, there's people. Uh, okay, so we get this question from from Mitchell, and a couple people were asking me this on Twitter with the Kyle McCord with him leaving. Does this change Jeremiah Smith's decision now, Brian? I don't think Jeremiah Smith particularly wanted to play with Kyle McCord. If anything, I'm going to wait and see who Ohio State gets. Right? Like if if JJ if he's going to stay locked in with Ohio State or if he's going to consider Florida State or Miami. And just so people know, if you stick around, I do have quotes from Jeremiah's father after Miami's recent in-home visit with Jeremiah Smith. But do you think that now Kyle McCord leaving, does this, does this in any way, how does this affect Jeremiah Smith, if at all? Well, when you have a special recruit like that, and I know Ohio State thinks he's a generational player, you're going to keep him in the loop. So soon as Kyle had let them know or whatever he was going to do, I bet you Jeremiah knew before Kyle hit send. So I, that would be my guess. I mean, if you yeah. have an elite recruit and they've had a long standing relationship with him, there's going to be communication. And I'm sure he's going to say, well, who's going to be the quarterback? Because why wouldn't he? And they're probably going to tell him this is the guy we're going after. So like you said, it depends on who they get to be continued. So he wants to go there and be developed by that staff. And I get it. I mean, they've done a tremendous job with the receivers, but you got to have somebody to get you the football. And I don't know which guy it's going to be. They got some good young quarterbacks on the roster, but none of them are proven. That's are you going to tie yourself to that is the question. And I get it, but Miami's not exactly in a very profitable situation at quarterback either. So you got to look at it from both sides of the ledger. So here's a, I want to read this excerpt from a story on Kane sport about the recent visit. Miami went in home with Jeremiah Smith. It was Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator and my guy, Kevin Beard, the wide receivers coach, you know, KB has done an awesome job building relationships with top receivers around the country. Here's uh, what Kane sport wrote about that recent visit. Um, Jeremiah Smith committed to Ohio State could return to Miami for another visit before signing day after yesterday's in-home visit from the Hurricanes coaching staff. His father, Christopher, told Kane Sport. It's also been expected for the past several weeks. Jeremiah and his father would likely return to Miami before signing day, but that now seems increasingly likely. Quote from his father, he definitely he definitely may have another visit to Miami. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Line. He definitely might visit again. Uh, they continue, Miami's offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson and receivers coach Kevin Beard paid Jeremiah an in-home visit on Saturday evening, which marked the Smiths' first in-home of the fall as Florida State continues to push and Ohio State looks to solidify its standing with the country's top prospect. Smith will take an official visit to Florida State this coming weekend, and Seminoles head coach Mike Norvell is expected to be at Jeremiah's practice on Monday. So um, it, it's wild, Brian, and I continue. The sense that I get continues to be if he doesn't stick with Ohio State, Florida State is probably the likely top flip option, but can Miami over these next couple of weeks, can Miami gain some momentum and try to pass Florida State in the race? I always consider Miami in this, and it's ironic you brought that up because I was thinking about this earlier. How do you label Miami with Jeremiah? Because it's been in and out more times than I can count in terms of where they are with his recruitment. And I'm just going to say fluid, depending on their quarterback situation, much like Ohio State. 
he's not going to go to Miami right now because he doesn't know what's going to happen there. He needs more information. He's he already knows about Miami and the staff, and he gets on all KB and all those guys. Who's quarterback going to be? Yeah. Uh, Do you blame him? You know, no. and I'm sure he no. wants like Norvet. Look, and I'm not picking on Florida State. They need a transfer quarterback. There were some people telling me they should just go with what they got in the room for next year. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, I would love if they did that. I would love it if they went with what they have but in the room right now. What does that tell you? Because you hate Florida State. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's I'm not picking on those other guys. They're just not ready. Yeah. They're just not ready. It's quarterback is hard. That's just the way it is. Florida State also needs a transfer quarterback. Yeah. It's it's a wild, wild west show and I, I would not be surprised if he didn't really know what he's going to do till signing day because he needs one of these quarterbacks, at least if not a couple of them, to definitively say I'm going to school X. Mm -hmm. So at least he gets a start at that school with a quarterback and then he can, you know, you work your way through with the other guys. We have so much still to talk about on this episode of Locked on Canes. Here's what we have coming up next with our recruiting overlord, Brian Smith. The former top recruit in the country. This man was the number one recruit in the class of 2022, and he happens to play a position of major need for Miami, and he's just hit the transfer portal. Are the Canes going to go and get former top recruited defensive tackle Walter Nolan? We will talk about him and so much more. I also want to talk about Jordan Lyle, another Ohio State commit who Miami is trying to flip. So you know what you want to do? My friends, you want to keep it locked right here. We are only getting started on this episode of Locked on Canes. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write descriptions for your job, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making this transfer recruiting. We have our bowl matchup announced. We're going to get to that episode of Locked on Canes live episode. By the way, if you're with us here on the live chat, make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. Uh, and I agree with Katie. Why would anyone want to play in that Arctic hellscape? I mean, yeah, I don't know if people in Ohio consider Columbus to be in the Arctic, but definitely compared to South Florida, and Jeremiah is a South Florida kid, that is like a frozen tundra compared to what we have down here. And quick, I want to remind people, after you're done watching Locked on Canes, make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Sports Today. Locked on Sports Today is the first 24-7 streaming sports YouTube channel on the entire internet, and it's here courtesy of the Locked On Network. They keep you up to date all day long. A lot of transfer portal and bull stuff today, I'm sure, on Locked On Sports today. We have our recruiting overlord, Brian Smith, with us. All right, so Brian, um, Walter Nolan, five former five-star defensive tackle, class of 2022. He becomes one of the biggest names to hit the portal from Texas A&M. Um, the math is pretty easy here. Miami badly needs defensive tackles. Walter Nolan is really, really freaking good. I'm sure Miami's going to go after him. Uh, who else do you think might be in the Walter Nolan sweepstakes? 
pretty much the entire Southeastern Conference because he's from the state of Tennessee. Mm. I'm sure Auburn, Alabama, and you know everybody will be interested. Tennessee will at least be interested. I don't know about anybody. No, I, ch- I checked with some A and M stuff. They didn't see it coming, and they just hired a defensive coach. So that also brings up another point. They have a bunch of D linemen, some from Florida, some other. I wouldn't be surprised that other players might leave too because Elko's a good coach. I think that's pretty well established. You can win at Duke. You can win about anywhere. And he's a defensive-minded guy, and no one hit the portal. I, there could be some more guys coming out from AM, but no one is as good as it gets, man. He was impossible for Miami to consistently block in the AM, and nobody blocks him every play. He's just too big and too athletic. He's a one-year wonder. He's going to play one more year of college ball, and he's going to go to the NFL. Whoever gets him gets a leg up in whatever league they're in because he's as pretty much as rare as it gets at three-tech. There's no yeah. way Miami's not going to try to get that kid. There's no way. They got to. Um, I want to go back to another Ohio State commit, South Florida running back Jordan Lyle, four-star running back. Um, so here, here's he. He was quoted yesterday saying Miami is right there with Ohio State for him. He says Miami is coming hard. They reach out every day. I have an official visit set up with them for December 15th, so I will be back soon. Being close to home makes it easy to get to. I know a lot of people there, and I would be surrounded by guys that I have grown up with. He says Coach Tim Harris is a lot like Coach Alford at Ohio State. Uh, Harris is down to earth. He is real, and he is someone that could help me develop. Miami is a school I have a lot of interest in, too. And, okay, the quotes are great, Brian, but I also follow the visits, right? And for Miami to get an official visit, from four-star running back Jordan Lyle from St. Thomas to get the official five days before National Signing Day. That's a great sign that Miami has an opportunity to get a flip. How would you not favor Miami at this point? I mean, he lives right down the road. He's been to multiple games. He's taking a visit right before signing day. And for whatever it is, Miami just does well with flipping Ohio State running back commits. So – uh, certain Mark Fletcher looked pretty good in Miami uniform this year after being a Buckeyes commitment for quite a while last year. I, I mean, I think the writing's on the wall, barring something just not going well on the visit, which, you know, could happen. But I kind of doubt that. Miami does a tremendous job with their visits. This one's trending very well for the Canes. By the way, I want to go back to the quarterback conversation really quick because uh, this uh, I, I don't even know if I can I can say his uh, screen name on, <laughs> on the network. I may get one of those calls from David Locke, but he he writes in too much emphasis on one guy. What's plan B? I think he's talking about our conversations about Cameron Ward. And, uh, look, listen, um, don't don't take what I say on Locked on Canes to be me speaking for the coaching staff. OK, like I, I don't have any doubt that Cam Ward is priority number one for Miami, but just because that's the guy that I spend 85% of my time talking about doesn't mean Miami doesn't have, you know, other irons in the fire. Um, Like Brian, I I hear it pretty consistently that Miami is interested in Will Harris from Kansas state, who I I like his dual threat capabilities. I think he would be an interesting option. And uh, I don't know if, if anything has changed yet this morning on uh, on Michael Pratt from Tulane, if he's made his decision on whether he's going to hit the portal or not. But I think that's another one Miami would seriously look at. So I, I don't think that this is Cam Ward or bust from Miami. If Miami were to miss out on Ward, uh, you know, maybe you're not going to get somebody as good. There's a reason why he's priority number one. But I'm sure Miami has other options out there. Will Howard, Kansas State. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Yeah. Those are two that I would watch. Obviously, 
you know, Pratt, he's from Deerfield Beach High School, so he's a Broward County guy. Any of those would make sense. But as I mentioned earlier, Ohio State being in this, they're going to get one of those guys. I mean, fans can throw things at their screen or whatever. Ohio State's just, it's, it's Ohio State with quarterback. So that's a, that's a limited number. What if they didn't get one of those guys? Because right now there's only about four or five. Riley Leonard's probably going to Notre Dame. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small number, and there's like 20 schools that are paramount in like telling their booster, oh, we're getting this guy. There are going to be some really angry boosters real soon at a lot of schools because the supply and demand doesn't match very well. Yeah, uh, It's kind of like, you know, oil prices going up and we all hate it at the gas pump. That's kind of what that is. <laughs> I don't know who else is jumping in. By the way, what about s- somebody writes in uh, Dylan Gabriel just entered the portal. Yeah, from that's, Oklahoma. that's the I like I like him. He would be a 60 year senior. I know him because I covered yeah. UCF for a while. Great guy. Yeah incredibly intelligent and as a six year he's pretty good that drive he had against texas this year yeah i mean he'd been like beating up on oh he's just killed all the other teams well he went and beat texas so i think that kind of puts it together and and a lot of oklahoma fans are mad they weren't making oklahoma's roster is nowhere near playoff it's just not no no. oklahoma fans are a lot like ohio state fans some other fans not very realistic they don't have the depth anywhere near that what they need Gabriel helped them get over the top quite a few times. And Miami could do a hell of a lot worse than Dylan Gabriel. He would come in and throw for 3,000 yards. Yeah, he would. And he, you know what's funny? He was never a runner. And this past year for Oklahoma? He ran a lot. Which is, I mean, he's like, I'm 5'10", and I'm definitely overweight, but like, he ain't a big guy. (laughs) He went in there and took on, I'm like, yeah, it may not be the best decision for you. But he is not a guy that was afraid to go on third and two put the hat down and try to gain an extra half yard to get the first down and get the sticks moving. So I respect that. By the way, I want your take on this one. Cause I, I talked about Dante Moore in an episode last week. I don't think you and I talked cool. about him. I, obviously he's, he's completely different from the other targets because yeah, he's just one year out of high school mm. started a lot, probably started too many games as a true freshman at UCLA. I think he could have used more development so Don Dante Moore's former one of the top recruited uh, he was in the same class as Arch Manning but I, I thought he was better than Arch in high school if we're being honest here Dante Moore uh, I thought was incredible he's in the transfer portal now from UCLA um, it, it's different because th- this is a guy who'd be with your program for the next three or four years do you think Miami should make a run at Moore several points number one he was the best player in the country in that class yeah Arch Manning wasn't anywhere near as good as him nope nope I saw Dante play down near Miami at the battle tournament, got to know him a little. Then I saw him out in LA at the elite 11 finals. Note the hat. He won what like John Garcia. And I thought the number one player in the country at that event in front of everybody, he was money and he was recruited heavily by Miami. He'd visited, et cetera. I mean, he fits any offense. He'll run a little bit, but even Dante told me, you know, I'm a pocket guy. I'm not the greatest athlete, but I'll run when I need. He's just so darn accurate, doesn't really matter. Now, first year, team's throwing a lot of different things at him. It's different at the college level, and he had some struggles, uh, especially that Utah game. I think first play of the game that he threw a pass and went the other direction. Kind of cost him the game, but he's an NFL player. He's an NFL player, and he's a great dude. 4-0 GPA, he's the kind of guy you want on your roster. If Miami didn't get, let's say, Will Rogers or whatever, and again, like you, I don't know beyond Cam Ward who everybody wants, you could make the argument 
that Dante is the most important guy in the portal because of his long-term trajectory, and you would get him for multiple years. He would not be eligible, no matter what he did this next season, to turn pro because you got to be three years removed from high school. Right. And after yeah. next year, he'd only be two. So you get two years minimum. That's something to think about. How about this? Jesse James says, I see Brian Smith everywhere on YouTube. I, I like it, though. He's a cool guy. I like listening to that. How about that? You were you were omnipresent. You're all over YouTube. But, well, but Jess, I, I, Jesse digs your vibe. So there you go. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. So, all right. My, Miami has their bowl matchup set. It's like the way people reacted to this last night, it makes me like, did you guys expect to be playing in the Orange Bowl or something? Like the way people are like, what? Pinstripe Bowl? What is this crap? Like, you know that these these are the types of bowl games you go to when you're seven and five. But Pinstripe Bowl against Rutgers, we'll talk about that. And we also, I got to get Brian's take on the college football playoff committee for the first time ever leaving out an undefeated Power Five conference champion. That's what happened to Florida State yesterday. So you know what you want to do, my friends. You want to keep it locked right here. We are only getting started on Locked on Canes. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I won big on the Miami Dolphins yesterday, by the way. They, they won by 30. So you get 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making this special recruiting transfer, por transfer portal live stream of Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are live with Brian Smith, our recruiting overlord of the Locked On Network. He's also my colleague at allhurricanes.com. And Brian, you've been in overdrive these last few days on all hurricanes. Um, <laughs> it's been a great one. Uh, Miami had their bowl matchup announced last night, Brian, going to take on Rutgers in the pinstripe bowl. So it basically, we knew hours before it was either going to be the sun bowl or the pinstripe bowl. Miami's going to Yankee stadium, New York city, December 28th on what's kind of a home game for Rutgers. Cause they're right in that area, seven and five Miami against six and six Rutgers. This is a winnable matchup for Miami, right? Rutgers has scored. I looked it up yesterday in their last four games, like 40 points or something. Their offense is offensive. Mm. So yeah. I know that Brown, oh, I mean, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, when their quarterback throws it, it goes backwards. So um, I don't know if Miami's going to have an effective offense because you're putting in a different quarterback, but at the first team to 20 in this game probably gets the dub. And I like yeah. Miami's defense. Bain and those guys are still plenty of them that are with Miami that have hit the portal. I'm sure we'll have that episode at some point. Once we get a little further in December, it's going to happen because yeah. everybody's losing somebody. And finally, you know what? This is a chance for a lot of those freshmen. I already wrote about this like, and put it up on our Twitter handle, All Hurricanes on, on X. Which of the freshmen, because it's typical now, step up? Because coaches usually get, like, is it Ray Ray? Is it Chris Johnson? What, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, Ruben and, and Malagoa, they, they've kind of proven themselves. Jaden Wayne's a guy I'm really curious to see. So there's a lot of reasons that I'm curious about the game because it kind of changes how I approach spring ball. And mm -hmm. you and I talk all the time before spring practice, like what do we expect? Who should we be looking for when we go to practice? This bowl game is your first spring practice in a way, as far as yeah. the fans go. Because 
that's how they, I mean, I talked to them at Miami recently. It's huge. They get, I think it's 12 practices before they play Rutgers. That's a lot, yeah. man. So I, no offense to the pinstripe bowl. And I'm sure the players are love walking around all the monuments and stuff at Nike stadium. I'm just glad they're getting the practices. Yeah. I mean, I am. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I know you can't say that politically if you're Mario, but he doesn't care about the pinstripe bowl either. I'm guessing. I need He's you to never do, admit that. But, I, I need yeah. you to do me a favor, Brian, because I I want to I want to go to the game, but I I feel bad like leaving my family behind like during the holidays because my wife can't go with me because she's got to work. Like I, I need I need you to like write me like an official looking letter that you are assigning me to cover the game for all hurricanes. That way I can show it to my wife and be like, when when Brian Smith cracks the whip, there's nothing I can do. This is this is the boss man. I can't turn this opportunity down. I got to go. Well, her lawyer might have something to say about that in your future. So <laughs> I don't know if that's in your best interest. I mean, it depends. I can Fair do enough. it, but eh, <laughs> that's iffy. Fair enough. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Florida State gets left out of the college football playoff. Uh, you know, I, I I laughed about it for several hours because, again, I'm a Miami guy. And at karma for 2000 when they got into that BCS championship game and Miami didn't. But uh, a, a lot of Hurricanes fans, Brian, bring up the point of just how bad does this make the ACC look? That the ACC had an undefeated conference champion, two one-loss conference champions got into the tournament. They didn't. Like, does, does this have a negative effect on ACC programs recruiting? You know, what does this say about the Atlantic Coast Conference? There's already been some reaction, in my opinion. Um, the way the bowl structure is, obviously, Notre Dame has, has a quasi deal with the ACC. They got eliminated from some of the bowls they normally would have went. And those bowls want Notre Dame, whether fans want to hit or not, because they can bring more money. Yeah. They ended up in the Sun Bowl, and they're a much better team than what that level is. The ACC's mad. <laughs> and, their fan, yeah. and their programs are mad. Yeah. They know they're in trouble. Uh, and I know Miami and Florida State and Clemson are kind of leading the pack, probably that want to get out. But obviously, Grant rights, and we talked about that before. It's a terrible look. But I also understand, like if I was on the committee, and, and I'm just a rationalist, I don't care one way or the other. I don't want a team in that doesn't have quarterback. I know that's horrible, and I, and I have nothing. Jordan Travis, from everything I heard, is a tremendous human being. Yes. He's got a broken leg. Yeah. He can't yeah. play. And and they, they did like it, it is written it is written it is written in their selection criteria that key players missing can be there part of their selection. So it it is whether you agree with it or not, it is written yeah. into their criteria for selection. They had 55 yards passing against Louisville. I mean they won. Their defense was lights out. That's the best yeah. Florida State defense played in years. Yeah, for sure. But for the love of mankind, 55 yards. Look, Against Georgia, and you're going to give Kirby time to prepare. Look, I wish Florida State the best, and I, I'm no I'm no Georgia fan. Georgia's going to be mad. Oof, that that is not. I don't know how many of their players will opt out. It's the only like if yeah, if a bunch of them opt out. It's different, yeah. but if they don't, Georgia's going to womp them. Well, you know, because it's going to be so ticked off with Georgia I mean, being mad. I had like se several. Uh, obviously, I hear more from Florida State fans because more Florida State fans sure. watch this. Thing. But I did hear from several Georgia fans who were like, forget about Florida State. We are the ones who got screwed. You know, all the two consecutive championships, that big winning streak we had. But then my take is like, I also I agree with Georgia being out because it's not about like this selection is not about what you've done for the past three years. It's all about this year. And this year you have a loss and you didn't win your conference championship. Sorry, you don't get in. I uh, 
I've, I've learned a very simple theme. Whatever fan base you want to talk about, when something goes down against their team, they will grab on to whatever talking point it is that benefits their team and say, well, that's the only one right. you can look at. Right. But if it was the other way around, they would say, oh, you can't look at that. It, yeah. It's called bias. So yeah. I could care less what fans think on those kind of things. Yeah. Georgia fans would be bitching if it was the other way around. If Bama got in or didn't get in, like, you know, oh, they shouldn't have got in. Blah, blah. It's just the way it is. So, oh, well. well. Awesome stuff here as always. Make sure you follow Brian on X at FBScout underscore Florida. Make sure you follow our show at Locked on Canes. If you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. And, guys, make sure you're checking out allhurricanes.com. I'm going to have some posts coming up on the site later today with some of the recruiting topics and transfer topics that Brian and I hit on today. So make sure you're checking out allhurricanes.com throughout the day today. And – Anything big happens, we'll be back with you guys here on Locked on Canes. Brian, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your week. Same to you, my friend. Take care. We'll talk to everybody again later on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.